Thank you. Welcome to our first sit down with the athletic director for the Cornhuskers for the 2023-24 school year. We've taken a few months off and I'm trying to figure out just what to talk to you about. This hasn't been a whole lot going tongue in cheek, firmly planted in my cheek. How are you? Let's start with that. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's, uh, you know, things are going well uh, in spite of some of the chaos uh, around us. Uh, you know, we're, we're steady, moving forward, and, uh, and working hard as a team. Good things ahead of us. A lot of momentum. Yeah. So much to talk to you about this because there's so much that has happened across the landscape of college sports in the last couple of months. Let's start with the most recent news, and that was the announcement that certainly caught me off guard yesterday that Ted Carter is moving on to Ohio State. Just your thoughts and reaction to that. Well, you know, I think uh, obviously we're disappointed. You know, when you have a good leader um, and someone that uh, you work really well with, it's, you know, it's challenging. But uh, we understand how the world works, right? I mean, uh, leaders are given opportunities. They're put in front of people all the time. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, decisions have to be made in the best interest of the family. But uh, I really appreciated Ted Carter. I think I've been well on the record. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm here is because I really enjoyed working with Ted. And, and Ted was really good to me. And Linda was really good to my wife, Angie. And so... Ted did a lot of good things for the University of Nebraska, and so we'll miss him. We'll wish him well, and uh, we'll look forward to competing as hard as we can against him uh, as, a, as an Ohio State Buckeye. He will stay on through this calendar year and then be going, so the search will begin soon for that. And then I, I told you before we went on the air, I had a chance yesterday for the first time to meet the new chancellor, Rodney Bennett. Tall fella. He's a pretty good-sized guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Bennett's a good guy. I've known him for a couple years, and uh, he's going to do a really good job leading this campus. And I uh, really appreciated both he and President Carter. We had our you know, beginning-of-the-year student-athlete meeting, and uh, we had all of our student-athletes together over at the Devaney Center the night before class started. And, and they both came over, as, long as, as well as our FAR, uh, Dr. Scott Fuse. And so just really important to send a strong message about the support from the campus leadership you know, to the athletic department. We feel it. It's important. And uh, so it's great to have Dr. Bennett here. He'll, he's got his work cut out for him, too, as we all do. But, yeah. um, you know, it's a, it's a great time uh, to be a part of Nebraska and Nebraska athletics. Very good. I looked through my emails today preparing for the show tonight, and on June the 8th, the Big Ten Conference rolled out their 2024-2025 football schedules. Yeah. Well, I guess I can crimple that up and throw it away because we've added some members to the league. How about that? Adding Washington and Oregon out of the to the fray. Yeah, I'll tell you, the Big Ten Conference uh, continues to evolve in a way that competitively is going to be very challenging for all of our teams. But but in the end, uh, I think in a very positive way. You know, I'm looking forward to competing against Oregon and Washington. And uh, maybe our coaches have a little different perspective, uh, obviously. But strength of schedule, those kinds of things are are significantly impacted. But, you know, I, I think, as you mentioned, scheduling, yeah, we, we worked like nine months on those football schedules and creating the basic parameters around and, and the, the philosophy and values that we were going to approach scheduling with. You know, and talking to the Big Ten and being on the AD calls, it looks like, you know, while obviously there's going to be some changes when you add two more teams, I really don't think they're going to be dramatically and significantly different than what's already been communicated. Obviously, there's going to be some changes. But I think many of the, the key fundamental things that drove our philosophy and decision-making that got us to those schedules are going to carry moving forward. And, uh, of course, this has been talked about a lot. But way back, uh, originally, when all of these contracts were signed uh, with Fox, you know, each institution, I think it was back in 2013, had to uh, put their, quote, tolerances relative to home games, away games, primetime games, Friday night games. And so all those tolerances live on to this day. Uh, and can't be changed. And so that drives a lot of it. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see where it ends up. But, um, 
clearly we're going to have some powerful uh, brands that, that enter our stadium in all of our sports. And um, I think it'll be exciting for our student athletes, be exciting for our fans, and uh, uh, as we continue navigating through the shifting landscape of intercollegiate athletics. 18 teams is what the league will be at with the addition of those two. Mm-hmm. Two-part question. One, do you envision divisions at all coming back with that big of a patch? And two, has the start, have they started working on putting together a football schedule for 2024 yet? We have started working on, on a football schedule. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to be very careful here because I don't, wanna, I don't believe you know, that divisions are going to come back. Okay. Uh, I, I think um, uh, at this point divisions are going to uh, are going to go away. Um, I do think that um, as you look at scheduling, there's going to be a lot of things that enter into it. It's not just football, obviously, as well, but missed class time, those types of things. How do we do it in a way um, you know, that, that still creates as much competitive equity as we possibly can? How many trips to the West Coast you know, do teams from the East Coast, are they required to make? So uh, you know, we're, we're going to work hard on it, uh, but at the end of the day, um, What's really happening, Greg, and we've talked a little bit about this, but what's really happening is that, you know, the business model of the media companies has been disrupted. I mean, at the end, we all lived through this cable bundle package for years. It's what helped build the Big Ten network. It's what helped build the membership previously. And so as, you know, the way live sporting events are consumed and how they're distributed changes, and now we're moving into a streaming model. And at this point, nobody's found a strategy around bundling streaming. I mean, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus and Hulu, it's been tried. Um, and so as dollars become scarcer, you're going to see shifts in how alignment looks and, and essentially some contraction. So, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be tomorrow. The reality is a lot of these deals that were built were built in, uh, for the next five or six years uh, my, you know, from my seat, uh, the vulnerabilities exist for, for some in that we, we've, it's, it's go time, right? We, we can't fiddle the foul around anymore. We, we've, we've got to win football games. We've got to work really hard as an institution and turn on things like the AAU and academic profile because in the end, uh, as you move into a streaming model, Greg, I really think the data and analytics surrounding what your brand value is becomes more amplified and it'll become clearer. And so we've got, we've got work to do, and we're going to do it. We've got the right coach in football to help us get there and coach rule. Um, I think we're in a good position, but I think um, lethargy cannot be part uh, of what describes the Husker Athletic Department going forward. Bigger picture, I was in Indianapolis, Big Ten Media Day, saw you there. also saw an old friend of ours in Bill Hancock, who is stepping down as the head of the college football playoff. It's going to grow to 12. But now some conferences that were going to get automatic bids are no longer around because of the Pac-12 breakup. Where does it stand with that, and what's, is, are, there, are there discussions going on about the future of the playoff? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a key and, and core, you know, philosophical, and I would always also say perhaps strategic part of the thinking relative to expansion. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of... of um, a very important business to deal with. I mean, most people don't understand that the college football playoff, there's funding and subsidization that happens across the board that actually goes not just to FBS schools, it goes to Division I AA. Um, And so I think you'll see uh, an awful lot of effort to rethink how the revenues are distributed uh, based on what the new structure looks like and the new conference structure looks like. Wow. I don't know how you keep up with it. Just constantly changing. 
That was a wild, I think it was a Friday, about three weeks ago, when all this kind of fell into place. Crazy. Well, I will say this, Greg, and, you know, um, I can only submit that, that we're going to work as hard as we possibly can. I can't do this without the executive leadership team we have here and people like you and others in this athletic department. We have a great team here, and um, it allows me to be focused on some of these larger picture items. We've got great donor base. We've got people, you know, in Nebraska, when we have these challenges, we don't, we don't just lament them. We define them. We create a group. We go to work, and we try to do the best that we can to position this place, um, you know, to be, to, to, um, to be able to move forward appropriately. And so I, I'm confident in that. We're going to be okay. But the point is we need to be honest with ourselves about uh, what some of these shifting landscapes look like and how, you know, I feel like my job is to do the best that we can to position Nebraska to, you know, to be a winner as, as this thing whole emerges. Um, and there's a lot of components to that, and I think the right people understand it and are bought in. But we got work to do. Does that include the commissioner? Your thoughts on Tony Petiti's first several months on the job? He's been thrown right into the fire in this whole thing. Tony's done a great job. You know, the, the thing that I really appreciate about Tony is there's constant and consistent communication. And uh, what I like about Tony is, you know, and, and this, is not, this is not to mean that past leadership didn't do that. I don't mean that. Yeah. But when, when Tony tells me something's going to happen, um, I, can, I can count on it. Um, his word is good. Um, I think he knows what he do, he's doing. He understands the shifting. He understands media. He understands distribution. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to get, you know, too far here. But, but the reality is, you know, you think about there's literally 150 million people that watch the NFL. There's 120 that watch college football. That's not a huge difference. And yet the NFL commands $12 billion from their media partners, and we get five. Why is that? We have fragmentation in our negotiating power because of the conferences. So right. as, as, as revenue gets scarcer, I think you're going to see more consolidation, which, again, helps at um, negotiating better business deals for your partners. Good. Good to hear you have confidence in Tony. That's, that's a good yeah. thing. All right. Muva, you, you mentioned great donors, great support of the program. That's evidence now because we got a great video earlier this week of the team able for the first time to go in and see their new locker room. What a fantastic moment that must have been. Well, first, I, you know, I, I really want to thank our donors again. You know, sometimes um, I live for those smiles on young men and young women's faces. I mean, that's why we do what we do, right? You're, you're here to, to change their experience and to give them resources to allow them to really grow as an athlete and as a student. And uh, it was pretty cool to have that unveiling. And so I first want to say thank you to our donors. I also want to th say thank you. There's a lot of people working literally day and night on that project. And so all of our partners, you know, Rainwood Development uh, Corp, the uh, Houseman, everybody, our internal uh, facilities folks that are, you know, and, and the patients that Coach Rule and his staff are, are, are exemplifying by allowing us to get into those spaces that are finished. And so we really wanted to do it in a way that was not disrupted for football. We were able to get that done as camp broke. And now we'll keep working on this. And as I said previously, really hopeful that by the end of the calendar year, we can have it open for all the student athletes, the training table, athletic medicine, um, you know, academic support, all that kind of stuff. Well, a couple of the players even said, I, I think it was Billy Kemp they had on one of the videos said, thank you to everybody who did this. That, that warms your heart to see what student athlete realized there was a lot of sweat that went into putting that building together. Well, you know, the, it was a great vision, um, and I think the other thing, and we've talked about this a little bit, but in this changing and shifting, I, I really don't think you're going to read about too many more, if any, 
schools like us who announce a $165 million facility like this because of the shifting landscape, you know, aggregated revenues that are going directly to students now, the, the resources aren't going to be there. So I've always believed that, um, that the University of Nebraska is as well positioned as anybody to weather this storm. We've got this world-class facility. We have our fan base. We're the only athletic department in the Big Ten with no debt. Um, we can emerge out of this stronger and better than we've ever been before, but it'll take all of us coming together. And that's the Nebraska way. Very good. Folks, buckle up, put that phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We're having some phone issues, but our text line is working. If you want to fire off something for Trev, we can get through those as we move through the hour. 402-413-2400 is that number to fire off a text. Still a lot more to get to. Trev mentioned about all the amenities for the student-athletes to take care of them and all that. When we come back, Trev's got an announcement to make about how we're even upgrading that, the ability to take care and great care of our student-athletes. We'll get into that coming up next. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Back with our first athletic director's show of the new school year, Trev Alberts with us until the top of the hour. I led into that last break about the Go Big facility is, is coming along nicely. The locker room is now open. Last night, Coach Rural was here. He talked about there were some areas that he really wanted to add when he became the coach here for recovery process of all of that and taking care of those student-athletes. And you're here to talk about kind of an uh, overall commitment to the well-being of the athletes with a new partnership with Nebraska Medicine. What's this about? Well, play this out for us. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we're really excited about this. And uh, this is a long time coming and probably should have been done about 25 years ago. But we're really excited. You know, and Coach Rule talks a lot about the health and safety of student athletes. And uh, it's something we've been working on in our athletic department as well. So working with Dr. Jeff Gold, so UNMC and Nebraska Medicine are going to be the new partners and in, in essentially responsible for the overall health and welfare of all of our student athletes. Okay, so a, a, a fairly significant and major change. And, and ultimately at UNMC and Nebraska Medicine, there is a chief medical officer, it's Dr. Harris Frankel. And so what will end up happening is, and we're going to have Ross Matisson, who's our chief medical director, who will report to the chief medical officer of Nebraska Medicine and UNMC. Uh, we're then going to have four rotating doctors that are family doctors for coverage. We're going to have a clinic. We'll also have two additional family doctors that have a sports science background. And so we're going to be spending significantly more dollars in this area. But it's really important for me that, that we are doing everything we can to do the following for our student athletes. Number one, we need patient choice. It's 2023. Uh, we have female doctors. We're going to have, you know, J Janet Sellen. Uh, former Janet Cruz, player, former yeah. player, is, is one of our doctors. We're really excited about that. I also want to thank Dr. Rodney Markin. So Dr. Markin's been a good friend of mine for a long time, back in my days at UNO. And we started dreaming about this and how could we find a way. You know, we've got this world-class medical center in Omaha, Nebraska, and we're the flagship institution. We need them helping ensure that our student-athletes are getting the best possible care. And so a couple things is, first and foremost, patient care. Secondly, uh, we're going to have EMR, electronic medical records, which is really important. We get to just jump on their EPIC system, which this is probably too much information for some people. Risk management is a really important thing, right? There's people that need to be accountable and responsible. I'll give you an example. With all of the heat that's out there right now, Ross Matheson sends a very detailed approach on how we should handle hydration. How do we handle heat exhaustion? 
So you're going to probably not notice a significant difference as a fan, but I think it's really important, number one, that people know that this athletic department is partnering with a very important and valued member of the university, UNMC and Nebraska Medicine, and I feel really good that our student athletes are gonna receive elite care. It doesn't mean they weren't getting elite care before, but we're going to invest whatever we possibly can to ensure that our student athletes are having the highest and best possible health care as their as their students here at Nebraska. Makes perfect sense when there you have that world class system in the same system as this school that they should be working together. It's one of those things that people go, yeah. Well, why hasn't that been happening? So well, most Big Ten schools, right? Their their medical center is attached to their flagship university, and so it's a little bit different here. Is we got a forty five mile distance and separation. And I think we just realized that this was important enough that we can find a way, you know, to deal with that. I should also point out that our partners in the ortho space okay. aren't changing. So um, at this point, and so we're really proud to, to continue that partnership as well. So uh, just some changes there. Again, I, I think we're adding to the firepower, and I'm just really grateful uh, to Dr. Gold, uh, to Dr. Markin, and uh, Harris Frankel, Ross Matisse, and all of those associated. And um, Marquita Armstrad, our, our senior women's administrator, has really helped um, to lead the charge here in, in getting this thing figured out. So we've got more work to do, right? There's um, more challenges, but uh, we've been working on this for nine months. How much more space, Trav, is going to be in the new building for the training facilities compared to what currently exists in North Stadium? Well, it's significant. So, so it's really not just the added space in the Go Big project, right, which is probably double, if not triple. The reality then is you open up the backfill opportunity where it currently resides. And so you really are adding that additional space, but then you're adding significant more, which can be repurposed to support the rest of the student athletes. So, um, you know, our objective and goal is, is that this is the place in the country that serves student athletes in every single component of their experience at the highest level possible. And I think this helps us achieve that. Text question for you. Andy in Phoenix says, Trev, what's the next big project around Memorial Stadium now that football, the football facility is wrapping up? Well, the next big project is, is, the, is the stadium itself, obviously. And, and so we've talked a little bit about that. Um, we're still going in front of the Board of Regents October 5th. Uh, that's a public meeting. Um, and we're hoping at that point to be able to uh, unveil some plans relative to Memorial Stadium, some modernization, as we've talked about. And and quite frankly, some opportunities for us to, you know, entrepreneurially find new revenue streams, create new ways to, to think differently. Um, just like, and I'm sure we'll talk about Volleyball Day in Nebraska, but reality is, is this is an incredible asset to the state of Nebraska, and it can't be used just seven times on a Saturday a year. We've got to activate this thing more, um, get students involved, community involvement, community engagement, and I think we can do that with a renewed vision around how do we activate Memorial Stadium differently. Very good. Doug in Nebraska says, Trev, you referenced the AAU. How important to our future is it to rejoin that prestigious academic group? Well, I think it is important. You know, I, I think as you look at overall brand value of an institution, um, I, I think you can overst overstate its importance and you can probably understate its importance. So I, I think at the University of Nebraska, you know, we, we want to be winners at everything. Um, and so uh, this is an important um, 
you know, sort of uh, indicator of overall academic programming success. I think some of the reasons why we aren't in there are kind of self-inflicted. Um, so I think you'll, you'll see, you know, continued efforts to do things like connecting the Med Center to UNL in a way. There's a lot of research dollars that, if tied appropriately, can change the profile. So I know that was something that President Carter was really passionate about and is continuing to work to try to set up. Uh, I think in the next five to ten years, academic profile, AAU status, success of the football, all of those contribute to the overall brand value. I think outdoor volleyball in Nebraska with 95,000 people, while wonderful, has a much larger implication going forward. Uh, that's important, and uh, we're going to continue thinking that way, and I think we have to have a sense of urgency across the board at the University of Nebraska. We're going to get to Volleyball Day. I'm holding it for the next segment here, but a couple more text questions for you. Tim and Carney says, Travel, your thoughts on the single-digit numbers that Coach Rule is doing? He goes, you were 34 and Tommy Frazier was 15. Well, I, I love what Matt's doing. At the end of the day, you know, he and I have talked about, I mean, this is Matt's football program, and I'm going to do the best that I can uh, to clear the path for him to build two things. Number one, a great culture and to me, a great culture is one that has accountability and discipline. And finally, build toughness. You know, we don't have to talk about wins and losses. And I promise you that a team over time that is disciplined, accountable, and tough, as we add requisite talent, will be successful. And Matt is laying, and his coaching staff, are laying a very solid foundation for the future. And I think the single-digit component is part of that discipline, accountability, and toughness and, of course, I support that wholeheartedly. Very good. Speaking of single digits, I think you're kind of down to that number of tickets left for the season, right? Are we close? Yeah, I, once again, just want to really thank Husker Nation. You know, it's uh, obviously we're way ahead of where we've been in the past, and I think a lot of it has to do with the momentum that Coach Rule and his staff have done. And I, I give our you know, folks in the ticket office and marketing credit as well. Everybody's worked hard. But, um, yeah, we can basically uh, announce that we'll be sold out this year in football um, I think uh, we're under 1,000 tickets for, uh, and that's only one game, uh, and the rest of them are relatively already sold out. There's, there's going to be tickets available. I, I don't mean that, uh, but uh, uh, we won't have a problem being sold out for all home games again this year, first year in Matt Rule's era. Fantastic. I did see, I think, a graphic today that student tickets have sold out for volleyball. Got to be close in football, too, right? Student tickets did sell out for football. Great. Uh, and so we are... We're so grateful to our students. And I'll, I'll tell you, without getting too far ahead of myself, because I don't have approval from the Board of Regents, but part of our strategy and real thinking around Memorial Stadium is we need to do a better job of embracing our students. We need to make the student experience at Husker uh, sporting events uh, you know, fantastic, and in particular football. So as we're rethinking this and modernizing, I think you'll see a, a, a real effort because our students are going to become alumni who are going to own businesses, who are ultimately going to buy suites, club seats, and make donations to the university. We need their experience while a student at Nebraska to be a really great one. And so we can do a better job of it, and we're going to. Very good. Hey, folks, Woodhouse Auto Family is your trusted auto partner. 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. Travis referenced it. we got a little volleyball match coming up here in the football stadium one week from tonight. We'll have some details that you're going to want to know about, and we'll talk volleyball next. 
Welcome back. It's our athletic director's show brought to you by Woodhouse. The Woodhouse Auto Family is your trusted auto partner with 20 brands, 20 convenient sales, and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. Greg Sharp along with the Huskers athletic director, Trev Alberts. Again, our phones are down tonight, but we, you can fire off some texts, 402-413-2400. Well, it's almost here. It began as kind of a pipe dream, and it's turned into a reality. You've got a huge volleyball match one week from the night here at Memorial Stadium. Well, I first want to do is, um, and I'm not going to say names because you're going to forget somebody, but I, I just want to tip my hat to everybody in Husker Athletics who is working so hard to make this happen. I think Husker fans, if they knew the level of, of investment, passion, and detail that our team is trying to put into this, this is a monumental task, right? Um, I want to thank our volleyball program for having the, uh, the willingness to, to think differently and creatively as, long as, the, as well as the other teams that are coming, but really, really excited about it. Our campus has been great. Everybody's working together. This is going to be very disruptive. I would uh, continue to ask fans to give us a little grace and mercy. I think we have a good plan. Uh, I would really encourage people to go to Huskers.com. We've got a dedicated icon on there with all of the information about Volleyball Day in Nebraska, all of the details, um, you know, lots that are available, parking that's available. We have 50 buses that we've rented to help transport people from various locations. Um, we're we're going to do everything that we can to make this special. And by the way, I've checked the weather. And knock on wood, it's not 110, at least right. according to weather.com. Yeah. So we think it's going to be a special night, and I'm grateful to UNO and Wayne State and Carney for their participation. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Question on the text line was, will the usual football food vendors be open inside the stadium for the volleyball day? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, you'll see that. And I think you'll actually see some additional vendors that perhaps you don't see at football because of the one-off event that, that will be uh, you know, sort of spread out throughout the stadium. This started. Uh, I don't, did how much arm twisting did you have to do with Coach Cook to have this happen? Well, I mean, not a lot. You know, John. John, uh, I like to have fun with John. You know, John, John loves you know dream bigger, and um, you know dream bigger um, has to be consistent, not just on one-offs. <laughs> and uh, you know, he 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 immediately, as every coach would do, started thinking about what could go wrong, which is right, right? Well, what about? Oh gosh, how are we going to handle? But he immediately got there, and I, I think there was a little bit of hesitation about, well, gosh, what, you know, how many people would come? But I think immediately when, when it got announced and you saw how many people, this is, this is a really big event. Pe- people don't understand, you know, our, our partner Adidas is bringing in their, a lot of their own national media. There are people from the New York Times. The, 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 the benefit to the University of Nebraska and the exposure will be hard to define. Uh, the president of, of the NCAA, Charlie Baker, will be here in attendance. The wow. commissioner of the Big Ten, the chief operating officer of the Big Ten, the governor, the mayor of Lincoln. Like, This is going to be a celebration of volleyball in the state of Nebraska. This is a celebration of women's athletics. This is a celebration of 50 years of Title IX. This is... Um, I, I think this is a showcase for the fact that Nebraska has long invested in women's athletics, and this is a celebration of its success. Uh, I, I know had a full um, rundown today of exactly how the uh, show is going to go in terms of, and quite frankly, we are doing more and investing more than we do in a home football game. And I'm really excited wow. about for our young women, and I think our fans are going to enjoy it too. 
Again, Trev mentioned satellite parking around the city. Again, this is on the website, but Lincoln North Star High School, Lincoln Northwest, South Point Pavilion, Gateway Mall, free shuttles. As Trev mentioned, up to 50 buses, and they're going to start. All the information again is on the website at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, bringing people down. You can park there, ride the, the aero stage bus lines down here to the stadium. You don't have to worry about parking around. But you've got full cooperation. The campus is closed that day, so no classes. Students probably like that. Uh, so the parking lots around here for will be available for which are normally for football days. Well, campus is closed. There's still going to be instruction, and so Zoom, you, you'll have some online instruction. But uh, you know, yeah, you you would probably in a perfect world think about a different date. The weekends are so much easier. But obviously, as you're trying to think about football when they're on the road, the volleyball schedule, when schedules are available, this is the date that we had to. So I, I am really grateful to our partners across campus. They've been really, really understanding, and I think everybody sees the benefit. And um, again, this is going to be a celebration of, of women's athletics. We're, we've, our team's got a great plan, and I'm really I'm excited about watching them execute it. Ranked fifth in the preseason poll, John must think he has a pretty good team. Well, I, I was at the red-white scrimmage, and um, I told John, I said, you know, th this is going to be one of his hardest job coaching, and it isn't going to be coaching X's and O's. Uh, John has so much talent, Greg. And um, I will say, I, you know, I, you watch the young talent that he's recruited. And that's the job as a coach, is to recruit talent and hopefully even better than what you got, right? But the young talents come in and you can see some of the older players actually really progressing even more because they're being pushed. That's when you have a great culture, right? When nobody really feels comfortable, like this is my spot and I'm, I, I can't be, you know, uh, unseated. So. I think he's got tremendous talent, young talent. Uh, I think um, managing everybody's expectations in playing time could be a challenge, but uh, they got great character on the team, great athletes, great coaches. And um, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm bullish on this fall. I, I'm excited about John Walker and our soccer program. I uh, got a nice win against yep. Baylor. You know, frankly, played extraordinarily well against Creighton. Got a little unlucky and got the draw there. Uh, I think football has a chance of, of really showing some progress um, cross country, our fall sports, and I think John has a chance to have a special year in volleyball, so I'm excited. No seniors. Kind of bizarre, isn't it, for John's volleyball team? Well, see, and, and all the, uh, the coaches also had to deal with all of this, these COVID years and managing rosters like this, and so it wasn't always easy for John. I think he's managed it well, and um, by the way, next year we've got some fairly uh, high-achieving student-athletes coming into the volleyball program. So enjoy all this. I think sometimes, you know, you think back to the early 90s in football. I don't like to do this a lot, but don't take for granted Amen. The, the, the run that Coach Cook and our volleyball program's on. Enjoy it. There's no guarantee of tomorrow that it'll still be here. Absolutely. Uh, Doug in Norfolk says, a couple weeks ago, Trev, I heard that the academic All-American standards is changing or something like that. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I do. It, it actually is changing, and uh, it, it will impact um, the University of Nebraska. We have the nation's leading number of academic All-Americans, and based on how it's going to change, um, there will be certain schools that, that add very quickly to their total amount, and uh, we will likely be um, surpassed, uh, you know, uh, relatively soon. That's okay. We, we've got a, a great history and a great, great tradition, and, and uh, if the... Uh, if the rules change, the rules change. But um, from our perspective, um, you know, we've led the nation for a long time. I, you know, I had that chance to, to talk to all the student athletes. There are 110 FBS schools in the country, public, and Nebraska is number two in graduation success rate at 95%. So our fans should be really 
feel really good that this is a place that, of course, we're trying to win. But we're going to win at everything. And we've got students that are getting a high GPA. They're graduating on time at high levels. They're doing community service. And um, I think, you know, when they leave this place and their eligibility is up, I think we've done our job to help them transition and be great citizens and serve our community. One more before we go to our last break of the hour. Jake in Fremont says, do you see a day where the Big Ten maybe modernizes their name since the size of the conference is so big? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I understand. I've thought about the same thing. Big Ten with 18 schools. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the Big Ten is a brand. Um, I, I don't know. That, that, that conversation has not come up. Uh, you know, at the AD level or the commissioner level. We probably got other things we're working on, but um, we'll, we'll see where that ends up going. Very good. Thanks for the text. 402-413-2400. If you've got some thoughts and some questions for Trev, we've got a few minutes left on the program. Dorothy Lynch, Homestyle, Light and Lean Dressing, Endless Flavorabilities. We're back with our final segment next. Welcome back. Final segment of our Athletic Director's Show for the month of August, brought to you by Woodhouse. Woodhouse Auto Family is your trusted auto partner with 20 brands, 20 convenient sales, and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. 100 years of this glorious stadium. I know there's a book that has now come out. You're going to be selling some bench seats from some renovations a while back. There's a lot of fun things that are going to be happening this fall. Yeah, a lot to celebrate. A lot to celebrate at the stadium. A lot of history, a lot of tradition. Um, a lot of things gives us an opportunity through the course of the year. I know marketing team's working really hard to kind of relive some of those moments and just really celebrate, um, you know, what makes this place special, what makes it unique, um, and, you know, what's part of the culture of Husker Athletics. So um, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about that. I think our fans are going to really like that. And uh, more importantly, I think the best thing that we could do, Greg, to honor 100 years of this stadium is to have a football team that plays in a way in which our fans identify with. And um, let's be tough. Let's be fundamentally sound. Let's be disciplined. Let's never quit and let's play as a team. Those are things we can control. Those are things that Coach Rule is working really hard on. And uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful that that will that be obvious uh, to our fans. And I think that's the best way we can honor this place. Well, I, I know you've been to a few practices. What are you observing? I mean, people want to hear. Well, it's really hard. You know, I, I, uh, I, I am very interested. I, I love going to practice, and, and I love to see the effort that's put in by those young men. I don't think the average person understands what we ask of, of our student athletes. And so what I see is, and, and, you know, Coach Rule talks to me about this all the time, you know, a lot of times when you go into a place the first year, you've got cultural issues, the guys don't want to buy in. And, he, you know, he said, try that just isn't the case here. You know, I mean, these guys want to be great. They are hungry. They, they allow us to push them. They, we don't have any issues with that. And so that's been really good. Um, I, I, we're working on very specific things, which I think are important, situational things, like how do you handle this? Um, you know, just very fundamental things that I think we sometimes take for granted, uh, details. So I like that. Um, you know, I'm going to be really interested in seeing our defense. I think Tony White's got a, a good defense. I, I, I think our defensive front, uh, you know, I, I, I like the havoc that they can create, that this defense can, can create. Uh, I think it's going to cause a lot of negative plays. Uh, I think the one thing that, um, and again, I don't want to speak for Coach Rule, but, you know, he's been very keenly aware of that most coaches are. The turnover margin piece, I think, is the undervalued and underplayed stat of every game. 
And I think Matt even said this publicly at one of his press conferences, that if you go back and you look at the last several years, there was one year where we actually won the turnover margin. And under Mike Riley, we won nine games. Right. And so I think, you know, those type of details and fundamentals um, and paying attention to that. So I'm interested in the defense. I'm interested in the front because I, I like their movement and I like the havoc that they can create. I think we'll also probably that, you know, it's a risk-reward kind of defense. There might be big plays you give up at times too. Um, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in, in Gabe Irvin in our running game um, and, you know, seeing some of the effort there to reestablish the ability to, uh, to run the ball. And if you want to be a physical football team, um, you know, you, you have to be able to do that. You have to practice that way. So I, I'm excited. Um, you know, I know it's year one. We, need, we don't need to be getting too excited here. But the things we can control as best we can, I think Matt's really been focused on that. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm confident we're going to have a team that plays really, really hard. I don't think we're going to be scared of anybody. And I think we'll play four quarters. Love That's it. That's a good start. Got about a minute left. We don't have a home game for a while, but I expect, and I'm sure you do too, we'll see a lot of red in the stands in Minneapolis and in Boulder. Well, it's one of the things that um, just continues to amaze me. I say this at, at every turn, but, um, you know, d don't, don't challenge uh, the big red because um, we'll announce an outdoor game and in two hours or 24 hours, we'll, we'll, we'll sell out 91,000 tickets. So, you know, I'm just grateful for the people that make that kind of commitment. I know there's going to be a lot of folks up in Minneapolis. There's, uh, I think that's our, uh, our sweet trip. So we've got a lot of donors that are heading up there. We've got a lot of folks up there. And then I know there's a lot of people finding their way into Boulder uh, for that tilt as well. So excited, grateful for our fans. And we're going to do our part. Um, as Matt always says, we want to have a team that our fans are proud of. And that's what we're working towards. Good to see you. Glad we had something to talk about tonight. We'll take a break. Yeah. <laughs> have fun in the next week or so. It's going to be a lot of fun around here. Trev Alberts with us here tonight inside of our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field.